It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And we are back into a brand new working week. Monday is here. I hope any transactions across the weekend in real estate went your way. And today is the 4th of July for 2022. Coming up, we're going going to be talking about consumer confidence and public perception of any heightened panic in the market. Amy is here to tell you how you can enter the Hunter Valley prize package we're giving away and entries close this coming Saturday which is the 9th of July so make sure that you get those entries in and happy birthday if you are celebrating today on the 4th of July and I see in the history books that Casey K American Top 40 debuts on a Los Angeles radio station on this day back in 1970. And if you don't know who Casey Kasem is, here he is introducing Aussie band NXS from 1991 on the American Top 40 charts. Jumping six notches are six Australian rockers taking a well-earned rest after a grueling year-long world tour. Taking it a bit easier these days, our vocalist Michael Hutchins, guitar players Tim Ferris and Kirk Pengilly, keyboard player Andrew Ferris, bass player Gary Gary Beers, and drummer John Ferris. In excess with bitter tears. It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. It's a great way to start our Monday, a little bit of NXS. Let's have a look at your weather around Australia. It's been hellish for New South Wales over the last 24 hours. And in Sydney, expecting some more rain and it's going to be windy. 17 is your forecast high. In Melbourne, expect some more cloud around, but it should be mainly dry. Your high of 14 and in Brisbane expecting a possible shower today. 17 is your forecast top and in Perth a sunny Monday with blue skies and a high of 20 degrees. The competition is now open. You can enter the Hunter Valley Prize giveaway. Remember, you need seven secret words. If you are not a Breakfast Club member yet, you can put in the header, New Breakfast Club Member. And please include your phone number. We need to be able to contact you if you win. You can email us at my real estate podcast at gmail.com. Entries close on the 10th of July. Good luck. We are just as addicted to property as you are. It's the Real Estate Podcast, across Australia, seven days a week. Well, we talked on Friday about the rising interest rates and about consumer sentiment taking a bit of a nosedive, but is it all bad news? Falling consumer confidence and increasing costs of living are the negative pieces in play with this, but do opportunities still exist in the property? market right now. Every day, it's easy to wake up and hear the doom and gloom of 2022 heading in one predictable direction. So let's bring in this morning Nicola McDougall, who is the Chair of the Property Investment Professionals of Australia. Good morning, Nicola. Great to have you on the Breakfast Podcast this morning. Good morning, and thank you so much for having me. So doom and gloom, it's on the lips of everybody out there. Is there too much, do you think, being made right now of the raising rates environment? 
this balance seems to be missing in a lot of the commentary out there. I think people have seemed to have forgotten that the reason why rates were at emergency lows was because it was an emergency and we had that cash rate of just 0.1%. So the reserve cut the, you know, cut the cash rates, interest rates fell because of that to protect the economy and to protect uh, homeowners, mortgage holders at the time. So it was always going to be a temporary point in time, I suppose. Um, And now that we're sort of starting to see those interest rates increasing back up to, well, still below what they were before COVID hit. In my personal opinion, there seems to be a lot of alarmist commentary out there when rates are actually moving off an emergency low, which is a good thing. And Nicola, just how important is it for new borrowers right now in the moment in time that we find ourselves to be financially stress-tested by the banks to build in, I guess, a little bit of that safety net? Exactly. I mean, banks, you know, the banking system in Australia is is very robust. And the reason why it is that way is because uh, borrowers are always, you know, stress tested when when they're going for a loan on a percentage that's much, you know, an interest rate that's much higher than the current, the rate that they might be paying. And that's generally two to three percentage points higher. So anyone who probably, you know, got a loan in the last couple of years was probably, you know, banks were probably using an interest rate of about 5% at least to determine, um, you know, their serviceability. So that's why I believe that some of the alarmist reporting that's out there in the headlines is not really reflective of the good work that lenders have done over the last, you know, two years to ensure that borrowers can afford the mortgages that they're taking on. Yeah, sure. And I think you see Darth Vader in the room as the rising costs of living and the impact of the stress on households, which really have got to carry a little bit of a load at this time. Well, we have got those significant inflationary pressures underway at the moment. And unfortunately, that was probably written in the stars when we had that massive stimulus uh, programs that were running throughout COVID. We had bond buying, which is, you know, obviously has an inflationary pressure element to it. So we're probably in a situation that was always like a can being kicked down the road, I guess, when we had a number of things happening during COVID that were designed to stimulate the economy, protect people's jobs and lives livelihoods during COVID. And now we have the fallout from a lot of those strategies and programs. For those of us in the industry, I suppose it's probably, we're not overly surprised that we have these inflationary things happening at the moment, but that doesn't help. Every day when we're going to the supermarket, going to the petrol pump, when we are starting to see, you know, some of those prices really, really go through the roof. How relative is the RBA at this moment of time with a maximum interest rate of of around 5 to 6% within two years compared to historical averages of years gone by? We have actually been in a quite a, a low interest rate environment all the way back to the GFC, so 2008, um, which is a long time ago now, you know, 14 mm. years we're talking about. So we actually have had reasonably low uh, interest rates from that period of time, around about, you know, anywhere from sort of 5 to 7% prior to COVID. You're probably, you know, pretty happy if you had an interest rate that had a three in front of it, a three or a four, you know, that was a pretty good interest rate. So we have actually been in an elongated period of low interest rates, with around about 5% being the norm, which many of us were paying uh, pre-COVID. So we're heading back perhaps to a period that we were in 
prior to the pandemic hitting our shores. So that's why it's important for people to have some perspective on where we were before versus the fact that the cash rate needs to increase to go off those emergency lows. And it certainly seems like that the interest rate rising cycle will probably, possibly even out around about the 5 to 6% uh, mark. And Nicola, the projected drop that we are seeing is somewhat contrasting to what happened in 2021 with a large number of buyers competing for a very small pool of properties. That clearly has now changed in 2022. Exactly. I mean, what was really interesting for those of us that have been reporting on on markets and analysing it for decades was the fact that we had something really interesting happening in 2021, which was consistent prices rising everywhere across Australia. Normally, we obviously, we always talk about the fact that we have distinct markets that have, you know, local economies that are doing different things at different times, including, you know, markets at different phases of market cycles at the same time. So what we saw in 2021 was was, you know, prices rising in lockstep pretty much everywhere, which was very unusual and, you know, very hard to sort of work out what was going on. And obviously, as you as you mentioned, there was a number of factors that were in play. It wasn't just the record low interest rates that were happening at the time, but there was, a, you know, a massive demand from buyers versus a very low availability of properties for sale at the time, which pushed those prices everywhere up. And we had some locations like Sydney and Melbourne, which possibly if well probably if COVID hadn't happened that those price rises may have not have happened we have other locations your smaller capital cities like Adelaide like Brisbane like Perth that actually hadn't had you know any significant price growth for quite some time so those markets are obviously the ones that are still seeing some you know quite some quite quite reasonable price growth continuing to happen well into 2022. And do you think the speed of just how fast things can change on a dime skews the public perception of confidence and people sort of go into that understandably heightened mode of panic? Definitely. I mean, real estate property investment is as much about consumer sentiment as it is about anything else. So that's why we saw those, you know, really strong price growth happening in 2021. Unfortunately, we did have um, a significant element of FOMO happening in 2021, which saw some quite eye-watering prices being paid by people, um, unfortunately, and certainly in our bigger markets, which may, you know, end up being well above what, well, probably was well above what the market price was at the time. So, yes, we are seeing a lot of, you know, that declining consumer sentiment, which always has an impact on real estate because, you know, properties affect every one of us. We, you know, own them, we rent them, we are an investor, we're a home buyer, we're a homeowner. It is, a, you know, an emotional purchase for many people and, and the, the biggest financial commitment that most of us will ever make. So when we do see that declining consumer sentiment, it always, you know, has a drag on real estate markets. Yeah, and so keeping with the perspective, there is going to be that price correction on values for property. We know that, but the previous growth of the two plus years, we keep stressing that it still puts property owners well ahead. Oh, 100%. And I always say to people, property investment, um, and I believe that everybody, whether you are buying a home or an investment property, needs to look at it as an investment because it is. And it doesn't matter really what markets are doing today or tomorrow or yesterday. It matters what markets are doing in, you know, 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, depending on your age, because real estate always has to be a long-term investment. So in that respect, there's opportunities in every market. Um, There's more opportunities now than there was last year, than there was the 
year before, obviously, because we haven't got that sort of huge volume of buyer activity. For So for those of us who, you know, believe in long-term property investment, who believe in strategic buying, are actually seeing this year as one of much more opportunity to um, purchase real estate in various markets than, than we've had for quite some time. Yeah, and just to to finish up, the the boom was unsustainable anyway. It couldn't have gone on forever. And many have made the comment that without COVID, it wouldn't have lasted as long as it did. Well, I kind of believe that in some markets, such as Sydney and Melbourne, it probably wouldn't have happened at all. As I mentioned before, you know, those markets had had very, very strong growth, sort of, you know, in the mid-2010s. Uh, certainly Sydney had seen, you know, some high, some, some some prices, some very high price rises in Sydney. And those markets were pretty much well and truly off the boil prior to, to COVID. So the impact of COVID on markets is really location-specific. But then, as I mentioned, some of the markets, some of our smaller markets around the nation and certainly our more affordable ones, regional areas, you know, experienced that strong growth. But these markets had also probably been left behind a little bit over the last decade. Certainly that's the case for Queensland. So COVID probably put hot, more pressure on markets that were all starting, already starting to firm and we are starting to see, you know, that real uh, differentiation between how markets are moving in different parts of the country, which is a normal way of market cycles. So we've kind of gone back to the way that it used to be before we have a pandemic landing on our shores and everything that we used to know kind of getting blown out of the water. Indeed. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast and sharing some of your comments. No doubt we'll talk again in the future. Anytime. Thanks so much for having me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 